Good morning or good afternoon, whatever time of the day it is that you're tuning in, this is the Get Your Rocks Off podcast, where you can get a weekly dose of all five of our two cents on current news going on in this crazy world, or just topics that pique our interest. I'm your host, Pancho, and joining me weekly is none other than Shot. Morning. The Deputy. Good morning, gentlemen. The Bearded Lady. Good morning. And Viking Tea. Uh-huh. What'd you say, boys? We get our rocks off. Happy Friday, everybody. Today is Friday, February 17th, and today we are covering the suicide of a 14-year-old due to bullying and fighting in school, the tragic event of the Michigan State University shooting, the Ohio toxic chain derailing that leaked toxic chemicals into the waterways and air, and all the unusual unidentified objects that keep popping up in the airways these past few days. So, 14-year-old Adriana Kutch committed suicide. She was at uh, New Jersey High School, and... Four girls had jumped and picked punch, pulled her hair, spitting on this poor girl, and they recorded it all over TikTok, put it everywhere. Father went to go get her up for school the next morning and found her dead in her room. I think it's another sign of how the schools are trying to cover up the bullying and not dealing with the situations of kids and the issues that are arising from having the unlimited access to social media. Yeah, I would agree with that, and to build on what deputy said, you know, you get these situations where we live in a culture where if you speak against something that's not popular, then you get canceled, fired, crucified, and whatever else. So a lot of these schools and teachers are afraid to speak up and say anything when they see stuff going on because then they have to get involved, and then they have to risk getting fired or suspended or whatever. It's a sad situation. Obviously, this poor girl was going through something, and this had to have been something that was boiling up. It's not like it was just a one-done deal. You know, there was something that was underlying before this happened. And for four girls, uh, you know, that's, that's just another problem on its own, just the hate that's building up in these kids nowadays. For four girls to want to attack and go after one girl. And like I was saying, there's, there definitely has to be something that was an underlying condition before she took her life because obviously she was never going to see the end of the day if it was all over TikTok, it was all over, I'm sure, Facebook and Instagram and all. It's, well, uh, and on top of that, one. you know, I think that, and I hate to blame the victim, but parents, I think, have to be more involved in your kid's life. Find out what's going on, find out what happened. You know, obviously, if the girl got attacked at school, Let's not just, okay, well, here's dinner, go to bed, and we'll see you in the morning. And then on yeah. top of that, I think a, a large portion of that is we're not raising our kids with a moral compass anymore. We're not raising kids by the Bible, Christian beliefs, or any kind of belief for that matter. And even if you peel back that layer, or if you don't believe that, that's fine too. But nobody raises, there's not a lot of raising going on with morality. And, and, and the phone and everything else, get out of my face and leave me alone. It's just right, we're letting right. YouTube and everything else raise these kids. And there's not, they're not being held responsible at a younger age prior to that and being taught the rights and wrongs right. on those things. 
anymore. Everybody wants someone else to raise their kids in this generation, but they don't want them to punish them or teach them right and wrong. And then when you get into the school level, there's so much politics involved where, like you said, the teachers are afraid to get involved for fear of being fired or get in trouble for themselves because of what the backlash is from the community because now it's getting where the community tries to step up and speak out against the school and they're wanting to try to charge the parents criminally for speaking out at a school board meeting or something. But it's still to not teaching your kids the difference between right and wrong at a younger age as well. It's not just criminally that they're trying to charge people in the schools, neither. They're, they're taking action as a terrorist outbreak in public schools now. If you go in and voice your concerns, it I mean, you could be labeled as a terrorist, charged as a terrorist, for going to the school and talking out against the school board. Going back on, on what the bearded lady said, though, with, you know, the parents, you know, they need to talk to their kids. As a kid, though, I the last thing I wanted to do if I had issues at school was talk to my parents. So it, it is one of them concerning things because, I mean, no kid wants to talk to their parents about that. They they want to figure it out, but there's got to be some signs as a parent, like, that you'll see. You know, I've had issues with my kids in school, and they kind of covered up my kids that come home from school with a black eye, and I never got a call from it. You know, my daughter comes to school, said a boy pushed her down, and school never called me and warned me my daughter was coming home with a black eye. You know how outraged I was about that? A lot of it, I think, you know, the punishment, you know, you got to be strict with your kids, but you do got to come off as, like, you're there to help them. You don't want them to avoid you at all costs. They're going to no matter what. You have to look at the signs. Sit down, have dinner with your family, as a family, around the table, not the television. Let's not all go in our rooms and eat our supper and be away from each other. Sit down, have conversation. You'll notice changes in your kid's behavior. Why is my kid not as happy and as joyful as they once were? What's going on? Why is you know why is my daughter covering her face or why is she not making eye contact? There's a lot of different signs you can look for when my daughter's upset. And she doesn't say a word. I can tell by her body language, carries herself. That comes back to like with the electronics we were talking about. Paying more attention to what they're doing on the electronics yeah. or tablets and all that. What is there, there's going to be a change in what they're watching, the type of videos they're watching, or maybe even the types of games if they're not one that was playing some of the modern war games or stuff like that, and all of a sudden they're playing games where it's more into killing people, or they're going to watching videos that are talking more of hurting people or stuff like that, and they didn't do that in the past, there's a key sign that a lot of parents, because they're not properly keeping up with their kids, and it's not always the parents' fault, I'll admit, society in general, we've got to a point where both parents have to work full-time just to try to pay bills and survive, but we got to do a better job as parents of watching for those little telltale signs of those little changes that are going on in the kids' lives. Oh, absolutely. I mean, think about it like this, guys. What if that girl once committed suicide and she had a different mindset and she would have came back to school that next day and she would have been the next active shooter at the big mass shooting in New Jersey? You know, there's just a million scenarios that could have played out. And not pinpointing on this poor girl that took her, you know, took her life, I feel like the parents that were those four girls that were jumped that poor girl, they need to they need to have those kids evaluated. I believe I truly do believe they need to have those kids evaluated because that's a pretty uh it's pretty alarming in my eyes for uh, that age group to be wanting to jump a girl like that and 
they don't know the severity of the damages they could have done. They could have stopped that girl and her jaw and busted it, and she could have had a wire jaw, and she couldn't talk right the rest of her life. Or they could have stopped on her head, gave her a concussion, and she could have been in a vegetated state for the rest of her life. For what? What could possibly have set a, 14 year old, a group of 14-year-old girls off like that? Most likely, it was probably just, you know, he, he said, she said type stuff, or it could have been over a boy and... You know, who knows what the scenarios could have been. But another big thing, too, that's involved in this is the superintendent resigned from his position on that. One of the things, and it kind of concerns me a little bit, and it's bringing up the social media, was I kind of read that they were texting her that night, tagging her in, like they recorded the fight, and they were sending it to her laughing about that, all that. So, I mean, it, it's like salting the wound. She is upset about the fight, and then all night she is watching people send her the video of her you know, getting jumped by four girls. Now, I don't know what goes through kids nowadays. That wasn't a big thing. Usually two, three kids would get in a fight. You know, you, you'd either get your ass whooped, be upset about it, go home, and deal with it. But now it's like kids can't deal with it, and they're salting the wound. You usually used to be able to get over it, but now with kids at school with cameras and phones, it's just haunting them. It, it, oh, yeah. it had to have haunted her all night, them sending her the incident, happening over and over again. Well, and I think, you know, kids, you, you think about death and what it is. It's hard for us as grown men to understand what death is because you have belief systems in place. Some people think this, that, the other. You know, I personally, I'm getting off this rock alive. But when you, I'm 14 years old, you cannot possibly understand what death means. So you think I'm going to do this to get attention or I'm, I'm going to make people feel sorry for me and there's not an extra life. It's not a game over and you push start and you're all, you're back to where you was. That's it. You get one shot at it. And I think a lot of these kids don't really realize the severity of what they're about to do. It goes back to, in my personal humble opinion, the belief system that these kids are brought up in. It has mom and dad send them. You look at these kids, you see little two-year-old kids with iPads in their hand. Kindergartners with iPhones. This kindergartner's got a better iPhone than I got. And they're over here, hashtag, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's, it's a babysitter. Let me park you in front of this because I don't want to deal with you because it's kids having kids. Everybody wants that all-American family with the white picket fence, but when it comes down to your kids throwing up in your hands or getting throw up in their hair, diarrhea everywhere, I don't want no part of that. But I like the pictures nope. and the family photo shoots. No, you've got to get down in the trenches, and you're there. That's it. I think a lot of these people don't want to be bothered or they want to go out and do their thing. You know, they like the idea of having a kid because it looks fun. But when it gets down to the nitty-gritty or the meat and potatoes, if you will, there's a lot more to it. Yeah. And I think a lot of these people just babysit them in front of these tablets. These kids watch all these video game videos and all these fantasy videos on the stupid YouTube. There's videos all over YouTube about this all-American family. The dad is goofy, and he's playing with his daughter all the time. She's got this elaborate bedroom with all these toys. That isn't reality. These little kids think that that's what they're missing out on, so then they want to resent you because you don't play with them that way or you don't act that way. And that goes back to society and everything else. The way we develop our society is everybody's got to work. Back to like what we were talking about earlier with the schools and the way different things are now compared to when we were on school. Back when we were in school, we got into a fight. You went to the principal's office, vice principal's office, whoever the disciplinary was. 
you actually got in trouble. You got a paddle or, or the coaches took something, you got disciplined. You got sent home and you got disciplined by your parent and all that. And what, I mean, on top of the suspensions, there was actually repercussions. So you weren't, you were afraid to get involved with those things more. Nowadays, kids know that, oh, I can't be punished other than suspended from school. Well, most kids suspended from school nowadays, they stay home while mom and dad's at work. So really, what punishment is there? Where are they getting punished? They look at it as, oh, I'm getting a free day from school now. Don't have to do nothing, mom. So I'm playing PlayStation or Xbox on my TV all day. While the other kids are at schools. The parental generation now is we've shifted away from, you know, whooping your kid. It's, well, that's mean or that lowers their self-esteem or that's insensitive. So we're just going to talk about our feelings. That kid is not an idiot. They're going to tell you whatever they think you want to hear to get them out of Dodge. Like you just oh, said, yeah. when we was kids, you got in trouble at school. It wasn't you went home to mom and dad and they had your back. You got whooped. Yeah. You got a double dip Absolutely. on that. Nowadays, it's, I can't touch this kid. I can't yell at this kid. I can't even correct this kid because then I'm going to get administratively fired, banned, you know, whatever. And then you go home and it's, well, what happened? Oh, I got suspended. <laughs> or they don't even tell their parents if they can somehow get away with that. Well, no, no tablet tonight, but you can have it tomorrow. I'm a firm believer. I, I'm not going to lie. I spank my kids. It is a last resort kind of thing. Like, my kids know when they get me to a point when they're going to get whooped for misbehaving or doing something they shouldn't have. They've been warned, and they stretch it too far. There's a line that you got to teach your kids, do not cross this line. There's repercussions. Now, I know where everybody gets, there are parents that probably do take it too far, and same goes with teachers paddling kids. There are probably teachers that took it way too far, which took that out of school. But, I mean, I grew up, we weren't paddles, we didn't get paddled. They hung a paddle up in the office, the old faithful or whatever they called it. But a lot of this, I feel like you got to be stern with your kids, understanding my kids know, like, if they're out there bullying and I find out they're bullying or hitting another kid for no reason, they're going to be grounded. They ain't going to touch anything. They'll be doing schoolwork and studying ahead of time. My thing is, if my kids were ever to defend themselves is the way, I'm, way I want them to learn, like, I don't want them to back down if somebody is picking on them, their siblings, or anybody in general, I don't care if it's family or not, if they see a kid getting picked on, I want my kids to be kind of like me where, you know, stick up for the underdog. Whether you lose or not, I'm going to be happy with my kid. my kid gets suspended from school for helping a kid that was being picked on, I'm going to take off of work, make it a nice day. Like, hey, I know the school's punishing you for this. I don't believe in the same view they believe in. If you stuck up for another kid, help the kid in a bad situation, that's fine i that's just how i'm going about it all that i've got to say is i hope that these these four girls that were involved in this and and you know even it goes as far as the students that were involved in recording it and you know harassing and razzing about it and making it a lot further than what it needed to be. i hope this is just a big old wake-up call for them and they realize that life is way too fucking valuable to be doing this type of stuff that they did and they it's a learning curve for them and i hope those four girls they have a little bit of stepped up repercussion to this because obviously like i said this is this isn't just out of nowhere out of the blue they had to have, had to have been a reoccurring event that that led up to this 
if those four girls, if they were if they were one of the victims to get jumped by another four set of girls, would they be any more remote happy or would they be okay with it? Uh, most likely they're going to be just as upset, if not worse. You never know. But like I said, that just leads into the next topic of that girl could have brought a gun to school. That shooter that happened in Michigan State University killed three people and wounded five. The only thing I got to say about that is, you know, you get these places where it's... You can ask the dean or the chancellor. I, I, I'm not real educated, so I don't know kind of what the hierarchy of a college is. But you ask him. I have a concealed carry permit. I've never committed a crime. May I carry a pistol on campus to defend myself? Oh, absolutely not. Oh, that's unacceptable. Well, look what happens. People know yep. that everybody in that building is unarmed. So I can go in there... And it's free picking. I ain't got to worry about getting shot. This is Call of Duty on unlimited health mode. I have nobody to defend themselves. And I agree with you on the being able to defend yourself, but I can see the college's point. I don't know of a state out there that once you get your concealed handgun permit, that requires you to take any continuous education or requalification. Some states might require you to requalify occasionally, but some states don't. So do we really want someone out there that they went and took a couple-day course or a day course shot the gun one time and they all this done is collected dust on their hip for the next four years and then that situation happens are they really helping the situation or are they hurting the situation at that point where they need to require these people that are going to still carry need to be required to take continuing education to make sure they're ready to use a firearm in that situation. That that was the point I was going to make, that when you have a concealed carry permit, I believe you have an obligation and a responsibility to learn that weapon, learn how to use it properly. So many people, Absolutely. it's like they have a checklist. Well, I've gone to church on Sunday. Now I'm going to heaven. I have a gun, so now I'm safe. That is not logical. You, when you wear your seatbelt in your car, are you uh, abstained from getting in an auto accident? No. And that comes back to what you're saying. Know your weapon. Even from the law enforcement standpoint, they teach you muscle memory. Go through it. Practice. Retrain on it. Constantly, or should be constantly doing that so that when something in those situations happens, you got that natural reaction is your body automatically naturally will react to what it needs to react that wouldn't have happened if uh guns were banned okay if guns were banned that guy wouldn't have had a gun you're right he wouldn't have been able to have it why because they banned guns it's just so simple like that yeah i mean it's it's a misconception because you think okay oh you banned guns they wouldn't he wouldn't be able to have a gun that's he not true there i mean look criminal. back look back years ago where they banned high-capacity magazine and other things like that. That stuff was still on the street by you being used by gang members and other people. So it really, I mean, it, it always stopping the normal-minded, the law-abiding, sound-minded person, the law-abiding citizen. But it's also, that goes back to some of these situations where the government back in the 70s and 80s messed up when they started defunding the states and even themselves when it came to allow the money for mental health issues and allow people to get help they needed or the people there to be able to see these signs that aren't there now as well. You know, I don't want to get preachy, but I will make this point because I think it's an interesting one. We talk about the girl getting attacked in school, which happens far too often, the bullying, these mass shootings, which has been more popular now than it ever has. I look at it this way. As a society since 1776, we started – with God, and we've gradually gotten farther away from him ever since then, chronologically. And have we gotten better as a society and as a people, or worse? That's something worse. to think about. 
farther we get away from yeah. God, the worse and more savagery you see. The worse people are, how they act and behave. I mean, think about it like this, yeah. you guys. It's <clears throat> true. If you, uh, if you, if it's just so easy for them to say, well, if you were to put a ban on guns, then this would clear the situation, or it would at least help the situation. Okay, well, how about they start banning heroin? Half the family that I have in Mexico stops fucking overdosing on heroin. How about they stop, they start banning venomous snakes out there, so half the people out there in Australia, they're just minding their own business, and then, oh, what do you know, fucking viper comes out of their garden, bites them on the hand, ban alcohol, ban cigarettes, ban drunk driving. Ban tornadoes, ban disaster, natural disaster. Stop well, you better f- ban little Debbies, too, because that's what made me fat. That's their fault, <laughs> not mine. It's just absolutely insane that people think that just, oh, you, if you ban it, then how are they going to get it? Okay, heroin's extremely illegal and very deadly, and everybody knows that. People, You sure see people going down Skid Row, leaning up against buildings backwards. They're wigged out. They're they're on the shit. They get it. You're going to get it no matter what. It's just going to make it a lot more intense. It's in my opinion, it goes back to when my mom told me, oh, you're not able to sneak out the house. Don't you dare do it. What did I, what did I do? I fucking snuck out of the house because it made that just more exciting. Banned alcohol for years. And people still got a hold of alcohol. Yeah. You're always going to get it. Well, another thing, a lot of... Uh, so a lot of states where criminal activity and a lot of shootings are a big deal, you go and find these guns, they're unmarked. There's a place in Brazil where people are handcrafting mock-off guns, and they are bringing them to the U.S., bringing them to Mexico. They're untraceable because they look like the real gun, just without numbers, and they're selling them for, you know, half the cost of uh, of a normal firearm. You, you aren't going to get disagree. rid of guns by banning guns. I'll agree with you on that, but I'll disagree with a lot of the shootings or those type of guns. A lot of the shootings are people that bought the gun legally most times, and I'm not saying that they haven't been a few that have slipped through the system and cracked. I mean, being a gun owner myself and former law enforcement, I agree people should have the right to bear arms, but I do believe that in some ways there needs to be more done when it comes to the mental portion and checks and all that. I mean, people's mental state change over time. There's natural disasters, personal disasters, and all that and things. But you, I mean, not like nowadays. At one time, you went out to someone's house and they were suicidal or had some problems. You could actually remove weapons from that person's house for safety. Now you cannot do that. All you can do is take them, have, put them in on an emergency detention order, have them evaluated. But that system's so overwhelmed that they can't always get them evaluated in the legal amount of time or correctly evaluate them. And then these people turn around and go back home where their weapons are still out at because the laws have said, no, you can't take their gun. And I agree you shouldn't be able to take their gun permanently, but what's to say why can't you hold that person's gun if they're having some mental issue? Or be able to make sure that weapon is then given to a family member where it's secured at another location until they've been able to be properly evaluated over time before it's given back. You know what, in my personal opinion, the government don't give a fuck about you. Let's just be real here, right? They don't care, but that's too much work in the long run, too. They don't care. The more people are getting shot out here, the more people overdosing. That's... That's taking people away from the population, and I truly do believe the government does not give a fuck about you, and that's just giving them a helping hand, letting these people, letting these crooks out there in Illinois get these guns and fucking shoot, letting these crooks out there push all that heroin that's mixed with all sorts of stuff that nobody knows what they're shooting up. Just all about population control, but on another aspect, 
getting away from all that type of violence and whatnot. Uh, looks like there was a train that derailed over in Ohio. It was hauling a bunch of different toxic chemicals and carcinogenic chemicals and did a lot of damage to the soil, to the air and the water. There's a lot of people that are living over in that area that are pretty concerned because they're being told that they're able to go back safely to their houses in that surrounding area. And a lot of people calling in to the local health department over there in the state saying that they're having problems with headaches, that they're all nauseous now and they're not feeling well. And a lot of these chemicals that I've seen, a couple of them uh, actually that uh, they're pretty. They're pretty close in, in character, and uh, as far as what their aspect was, to the same type of stuff that they were fucking getting out of the whole Chernobyl stuff. So, and the thing that was pretty alarming too is they said that there was a axle malfunction and about 20 miles prior before it derailed, it was on fire. So it kind of hits close to home because it's yeah, Ohio's just what next door to us anyway. Yeah, my my worst thought about it is the fact that they they kind of covered it up, hid it away from all medias. I mean, we're just hearing about it, and it's, what, three, four days ago? Yeah, and I had to search for it. It wasn't something that, you know, just came up on trending and national news. It Yeah, you had to look pretty much here about it to be able to go for it and look to it. And one of the reporters that was at the meeting or whatever got arrested, it's just a... It's a crazy situation. I don't know what really to make of it, but I just it's pretty alarming when this stuff's getting leaked out into the waterways, and now i just seen this morning that the caution and the, I guess, the scare that's getting put into these companies that are being called out there to do this cleanup, this hazardous cleanup, they're starting to have a lot of, they're, they're getting more worried and worried by the day because it's seeping through the canals, and it's just making its way, obviously, that it needs to be. So it's a pretty big fucking deal with that. Like, it's definitely scary when you see the video like 50 something carts on fire and the giant fireball up in the air where they were purging it doing a trying to do a controlled fire i mean yeah two three hundred feet in the air is wild must have been some pretty good chemicals because from what i'm hearing some of the fire departments have not all that responded are having to get rid of their fire gear and get regular fire gear and having to send their trucks off to get like a specialized cleaning and all that because of the chemicals and everything else that were involved with this fire and the spillage of it. So if it's that bad that fire departments are actually having to get rid of bunker gear, what really is the chemicals and how bad is it going to contaminate the water supplies in that area or the air pollution? At first, at first, I don't think they were actually trying to say there's a big air pollution issue for people. And to think about it like this too, if they're able to get the contaminants out of the water after time, still in that soil, it's still in the airway. I mean, that stuff's gonna it's gonna seep through water pipes and it's gonna seep through septic systems and all that. It's gonna be a while till stuff clears up. And really, on a side note, on that, you really need to, you know, we all need to think about how lucky those people are out there to have those cleanup crews out there in the fire department. Because man, I don't know about you guys. I know the deputy. You've gone through some similar stuff like that back in your day. But man, it's it's crazy to think that people put themselves on the line like that on situations like this. You know, they're the, they're the true people at fucking at hand here that are the re, the heroes in these situations like that. Like with the whole earthquake in uh, Syria and all that stuff going on over that way, with the death count being like thirty five thousand people, and there's people going to these buildings or all through all of this debris, and they're able to 
pull these people out, and they're not one thinking twice if that building is going to collapse and fall on them trying to save somebody. Or it takes a whole different type of breed of person to be able to put themselves on the line like that, man. It's crazy. Well, that, but even then, you look at the fire department. Most of the fire departments in the United States are made up of volunteer firemen. So those, those firemen that are going over there are like this and responded that they're volunteers and they get ill of the well, it's going to be how devastated it be to their families and all that. And yeah, the railroad, the railroad is their governed, yes, but not near like anybody else is. When it comes to certain things, they got more rights and all that than a general trucking company or oil and gas well barges and other things. I mean, they can block a roadway for unlimited time and access. Got a lot more say on certain things. Does this need to bring up the changes need to be made in Congress to restrict the speeds maybe and all that of these trains to possibly prevent something like this from happening again now that populations are growing so much more up around railroads? and all that as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did bring up the fact that you said that they are able to block up roads. Uh, in our little town over there, we're surrounded by railroad tracks right right by the houses and stuff. They, they blocked up railroad tracks for about a month because of a COVID outbreak with one of the conductors, and nobody would come get the train. Left it parked out in front of the houses on high idle and had... Uh, and the railroad tracks blocked off. You had to go all the way about five miles out of your way to get out of town every day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of states have laws that, they have a state law says they can't block a railroad crossing, a tr- roadway for a certain amount of time. But federal government allows them to block any roadway for as long as they need necessary. So it's not an enforceable violation. A portion of the article that I read was mechanical failure with a with some wheel bearing or wheel bearings, maybe more than one wheel. So I was thinking maybe they should do a real thorough investigation of how Norfolk has been uh, maintaining their hazmat tanker cars that, that looked like that's what that, that was carrying the chemicals, right? They were hazmat tankers. They probably really need to look into that real close and maybe change some things on tighten down a little bit on uh, maintenance requirements for those uh, hazmat cars, at least, for the hazmat cars. That's pretty alarming. And then the other thing that's pretty alarming is all these identified flying objects, man. What the fuck's going on with all that? There's so many things getting shot down here in the U.S. And then China sources are saying that the U.S. is sending spy balloons over to China. and They're keeping a close eye, and they're not liking the idea that the U.S. is sending it. It almost seems like there, there's a little bit of, you know, there's some tension going on between the U.S. and other countries, and they're not really speaking all out, out aloud about a whole lot of it. And before you know it, what, what we're going to have warfare going on in the air, and there's not a damn thing any of us could do. Well, the worst part about the whole situation is, like, they're keeping everybody in the blind, even the people that, you know, have to know this stuff. They sent a message to the president that they wanted to take it out of the air way before it crossed the United States, and they, they went unanswered. They they couldn't take it out on their own behalf, let it go all the way across the United States, and then shoot it over a sea. It just seems kind of weird that we don't even allow something like that on someone else's word. And I, I don't... I don't recall seeing any articles or any any news or anything, anyone breaking news of 
what even was what what was it that they even recovered? Did they was it a surveillance? Was it what the Chinese said that it was just a weather balloon or? One point, I uh, the news broadcast I seen last night, they said uh, they're still in the process of recovering and looking for it. They shot one down over uh, over Lake Huron. Yeah, and I was gonna say there's one by the well, Great Lakes region, Alaska and yeah, Canada. Yep. So they say that's they're in the process of recovering that. They don't claim they didn't know what it was. They might have some idea. I'm sure they do. Yeah. But until they pull that out of the water, they really whether they'll let us know or not. That's we'll. I mean, we all we all know exactly. You know, we we don't know exactly. I should say what what the true re- reasoning and the meaning of all this stuff that keeps flying popping up in the air, but. I mean, Mikey, T, Deputy, and Sean, you guys all have to have your own theories. What do you guys think that the reasoning behind all this stuff is? You think it's that they're trying to get intel on the U.S. and they're they're kind of wondering if we're going to pull some shiesty stuff, or do you think that it just so happened that oh, it just fucking drifted out of China? You know, sorry, we won't let it happen again. I don't think it's an accident. I don't think it's weather related. I don't think we'll truly ever be told what all it really was or is. Um, we got to think with technology nowadays, going back to COVID and being invented in labs. I mean, the strategic routes it was taking, what's the chance that this wasn't a test run for something they could send up at a high altitude and release something into the air to potentially put out another deadly virus or plague or something like that that could start a, another fast casualty situation or even be another way of war in that matter? Absolutely. What are your thoughts, Mike? see? Well, so I have been kind of listening in on this a little bit more than maybe some people. They did confirm that the first one they shot down, it had antennas on it, ways of uh, intercepting radio calls, phone calls, and sending the information back and recordings back. They did not ever find uh, any cameras, which, you know, with them shooting it overseas, it's, it's kind of sad because they're not going to find all the equipment that was on it. Being a vast ocean, currents will take them out. Now, the the thing that scares me more is they are opening up about the first one, but they're referring to all these new ones they're shooting down as UFOs. They whatsoever, no description, nothing. They're not even saying they're balloons. So it, it kind of makes you sit there and wonder, well, what are they shooting out of the sky? Because some of them are reaching altitudes that the balloons wouldn't be at. And, you know, there's a reporting that they're flying over airports and very low uh, very low altitudes that interfere with planes taking off and flying. It, it's kind of nerve-wracking to think it's happening. Um, it went unchecked and flew over before, you know, America found out and... He was forced to shoot it down. Well, boys. That's all the time we have for this week. Thank you for tuning in and listening, and we'll catch you guys next week.